Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Hello, I hope you're having a good day. We're going to read from 1 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. It's reported commonly, Paul says through the Holy Spirit, that there's fornication among you, sexual immorality among you, and you being the church at Corinth, and such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. Here we see that he classifies this sin as being reprehensible, perhaps more reprehensible than other kinds of sin. We know that biblically there are different classifications of sin. Some sin biblically is worse than other sin. It's not worse in the fact that it would make a person more lost without penitence, but there are some sins that are far greater in consequence than other sins. And he's saying that about this sin in the church of Corinth. He says that about an, a, a person who would not provide for his own in First Timothy 5 verse 8. He says that the person who doesn't provide his own for his own is worse than an infidel. So there we know that there's a sin that's worse than another sin. This is a bad sin for lack of another of a better term in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1, bad in consequence. And you are puffed up, you're glorying, and you haven't rather mourned that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you, for I truly as absent in body but present in spirit have judged already, though I were present concerning him that has so done this deed. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, there's the authority behind this command, when you're gathered together in my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ to deliver such an one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your glorying, your boasting in this evil is not good. Know ye not that a little leaven leavens the whole lump? So purge out the old leaven that you might be a new lump as you are unleavened for even Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. There we have a reference back to the Old Testament Passover where all of the leaven in a household had to be purged from the house for seven days so that the Passover could be kept in sanctification and holiness. And that was the time when the Passover lamb, of course, was slain um, and the blood of the Passover lamb was placed on the lentils and doorposts of the homes originally so that the death angel would pass over those homes so that the firstborn son wouldn't die as he was being slain in all of the Egyptian houses. That blood of the Passover lamb was absolutely necessary in order that death might not occur in those homes. Well, our Passover lamb, it says here in this passage, is Christ. And we have to cast out the leaven of sin from our spiritual house, the the church, just as they had to cast out the leaven. And the reason that we cast out the leaven is because a little bit of leaven leavens the whole lump. I have bread rising right now on my counter, and it's unbelievable the small amount of leaven that now has transformed into five big loaves of bread. They've already risen to the top of the pan, 
and that those little loaves that I put in the pan this morning were not even a third full those bread pans were just about a third full and now it's rising over the top of those pans that's what Paul here is comparing this leaven of sin if you have leaven in the congregation it's going to get big it's going to affect the whole congregation and one day as one elder said to my husband earlier this week we don't know what to do now we don't know where to start in this withdrawal process because it hasn't been done in so long now there's so many people that need to be withdrawn from from even years ago that we don't even know where to start you know what that's the bread on my counter that's the leaven that's what happens and that's what God says happens when you don't address sin that's sin of impenitence when you glory in that or you're boastful saying statements like well we believe in grace around here well all of us have sinned let her, let him who is free from sin cast the first stone you know what jesus was talking about something totally different in the woman who had committed adultery this wasn't an application for the church this was a personal application for hypocritical people who were bringing her to Jesus in order to trap him. We're not on that topic now. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 5 where God, the Holy Spirit here, is has made a very clear command for the withdrawal of fellowship for those who are impenitent of, in this case, the sin of fornication. We read about in the book of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, we read about, listen to the clarity of this command. I command you in the name of Jesus Christ that you withdraw yourselves from every brother who walks disorderly. There it's a military term about getting out of line, not walking with the group, rebelling against the order of the group. So that would include um, many sins, but both times here we're talking about the sin of impenitence the sin of not being willing to humble ourselves under the regime of authority that god's given us i wanted to just make a couple of points about well actually a little bit more than a couple but some points about first corinthians chapter 5 here that we need to think of preliminarily before we think about the actual withdrawal of fellowship this command is made in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, not because someone sinned, because we all sin. It was made because someone sinned and then was continually impenitent, haughty with that sin before God. I'm not going to repent, even though you're pleading with me. I'm not going to repent. It's not because of sin. It's because of impenitence. It is not the pronouncement of the withdrawal of fellowship doesn't make one lost. He was already lost because of the sin of fornication and the following impenitence. He is no more thirdly lost than he was before the withdrawal. A person after withdrawal of fellowship is no more lost. Further, number four, there's not one additional thing that a person who's been withdrawn from has to do to be right with God and right with the congregation. Not one more additional thing. Withdrawal then is not a declaration that a soul is lost. It is the declaration, it is not rather the uh, judgment that a soul is lost. 
but it is the declaration that a soul is lost and therefore is an impurity in the congregation. There are two reasons, of course, for withdrawing fellowship from a brother or sister, and they're both given in this chapter. That the Spirit might be saved, verse 5, and that the church might be holy, verse 7. Let us keep the feast then, the Passover feast, the spiritual Passover, the blood applied to the lentils and doorposts of the hearts of the people in a congregation. Let us therefore keep that Passover, neither with the leaven of malice and wickedness. We have to put those things away. That's the leaven that we have to cast out, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Is there any malice in the withdrawal of fellowship? Why, no, that's what we've cast out in order to do the withdrawal and keep the Passover. Malice is what we've cast out, but what we have in our hearts is a sincere wish for the two purposes of the withdrawal of fellowship. Number one, that the soul of the impenitent brother or sister might be saved, and number two, that the church might be pure and holy, the bride of Christ without spot as it appears before him and as it will appear before him in the day of judgment. Thanks for listening and I hope you have a great day. If you find yourself in Huntsville, Alabama, we'd love for you to worship with us at West Huntsville Church of Christ at Providence, 1519 Old Monrovia Road, Northwest. Sunday morning worship begins at 9 a.m. followed by Bible classes for all ages. We meet again at 5 p.m. for evening worship and at 7 on Wednesday night. Dig a Bit is a production of Digging Deep in God's Word, a Bible study for women. For more information, visit thecolleyhouse.org.